Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to another episode of the Girl Stop Playing Podcast. I'm your host, Coriel, and you already know I'm just your homegirl that's here to remind you that you can make the money and get the honey. You can truly have it all if you are willing to work. So if you are tuned in live on YouTube, hey girl, hey, go ahead and check in in the chat. Let me know where you are tuned in from and we are about to get today's show started. So on this week's episode, I get to introduce y'all to Devon Reeves, who is a 34-year-old hotel owner. I said ho, I put too much emphasis on ho. She is a 34-year-old hotel owner. We've had some interesting conversations on this show, so I need to just, you know, clarify. She's a 34-year-old hotel owner who's purchased three properties, y'all, in the last year, acquiring over $18 million in her portfolio. Welcome to the show, Devon. Thank you for having me, Coria. Thank you, thank you. Listen, so we gotta, I always have people start by just putting some respect on your own name. So if I left anything out of your bio, go ahead and fill us in. It's a little bit more than 18 oh, million. Oh. It's close to 30 million, oh. but you know, it's all right. You know what? I felt like you looked a little like, er, that's why I said, put some respect on your own name. Because I felt like maybe those numbers was a little off. Because of the recent purchase, um, the two hotels that we just purchased, the, it was 18 million. Okay, come on, recent purchase. So we got to get all into how you became the hotel diva. But I want to take a step back because most of us don't know a hotel owner. Yeah. We definitely don't know a black hotel owner. Yeah. We definitely don't know a black woman hotel yeah. owner. So I want to know how you got here. But even before we talk about how you got here, I want to know who you were before you got here. So take us back there. Well, since we on the South side, <laughs> I'm actually going to shout out Clayco real quick. Oh, Clayco. I normally don't do that. So shout out. Cause my sister, like Devon, you never talk about where you're from. So I graduated from Jonesboro high school. Okay. Went to a Georgia. Real Atlanta peach, Georgia peach. I was born in Philly, but, you know, but I did go to most of my life, Georgia schools, went to Georgia State University, so shout out, go Panthers. I actually got into the hotel industry, started off as a front desk agent. So, yes, wow. that was me, shaking in this. Probably check some of y'all folks in. Uh, checked in, uh, working, what, I was, what, 19, 20 years old, working full-time there. 
I would never do it again. Working full time, going to college, I wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But uh, Georgia State University, working at the Hyatt Regency Atlanta. After about six and a half years, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to do that. I still wanted to be in the hospitality industry because it was my passion, but it wasn't my purpose, mm-hmm. right? I, and once I started joining other organizations and I saw people who didn't look like me own hotels, I was under the age of 30, and it was people who had like three, four hotels already, and they were developing mm-hmm. hotels. And I'm like, wait, you going to own a hotel? But they didn't look like me. Mm-hmm. Um, they inherited a hotel. So I said, okay, I'm in the right room now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to figure out how to do it because it wasn't a blueprint. It wasn't YouTube University. It wasn't courses like yourself, you know, the courses that I have to teach you these different right. things. And so I took a non-paid internship um, to really learn about hotel ownership. From there, um, I was able to leave operations and transition into corporate, um, got into corporate asset management. And uh, start in 2017, I got bit by the entrepreneurship bug. I started my own firm, Devon Group. Uh, 2019 formed Epic Collective with uh, Jessica Myers, who I went to Georgia State with. Um, we partnered with Nassau Investments in 2020. Uh, we acquired the 85-room home two suites in El Reno, Oklahoma. And in 2021, the most recent partner, the, let me go back, the home two suites in Oklahoma, that was $8.3 million. And the uh, Savebridge Inn and Suites and Hampton Inn and Suites, both in Indiana, uh, we purchased those together for close to close to eighteen million. Okay, so we got to take a step back because we've heard of these like, what are they called when you can like a management training program where you start as like a manager and you're working to you know be like an owner in the company. That wasn't your track though. No, because they don't really have. It wasn't a thing. You you created. Yeah. What I'm getting around. They to. train you, you to be a general manager, but they don't train you to be the but owner. Ownership. Of, of course not. They don't train you to be the owner, but you saw that there was an opportunity. Mm-hmm. Is your degree in hospitality? Yep, and sociology. Okay, okay. Yeah. so you definitely made it make sense. Made yeah. sure, okay, made the degree match the dollars. Definitely a very smart way to do it because a lot of times we figure out what we're passionate about and it's not necessarily based on what we went to school for. So right. I love that you were 19, 20 thinking big on yeah. how, how you were able to do it. Um, so what I want to talk about is you mentioned how other people who didn't necessarily look like you were inheriting hotels. That's what I always noticed. And I wanted to ask you, how do non-U.S. born, how do so many non-U.S. born people get ownership? So that is a great question. Um, a lot of people from the Indian community or South Asian um, community. I didn't want to say, I didn't wanna say I mean, that, I, that's what I meant. Well, I can I say it all the time. Hey, it's okay. And, uh, and a lot of my friends, so it's okay. And um, they started owning hotels, but they started small, right? They started owning a lot of motels, like red roof ends. And they had a lot of difficulties and struggles and, and discrimination that we faced, mm-hmm. um, where a lot of times they couldn't get loans. Um, a lot of times, you know, they couldn't get approved and what they did, they came together as a community, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's they uncle, brother, sister, cousin, daddy, granddaddy, and they all come in with a thousand, five thousand, you know, they house hack, meaning they living in the hotel, you know, they got their family working in the hotel and then they grow, they start small. Mm -hmm. Now there's over 59,000 hotels in the United States. Over 60% are owned by this community that you that you ask about. And so people ask, well, how were they able to do it? Again, they started small, mm-hmm. but they worked together. Now, going back to some data points, again, we own 
There's over 59,000 hotels in the United States, but less than 2% are owned by African Americans. Now, remember, we were over here, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. before them, and we actually started owning hotels so before 2 them. So 2% versus 60. Oh, I yeah. I make sure I'm tracking. Okay. Yeah, that's a big gap. Mm -hmm, big gap. Huge gap. Um, and the question is, okay, well, how were they able to scale so fast? Again, they started off with the Motel 6s. They started off with the Red Roofs in, mm -hmm. and they grew their portfolio. They focused on the cash flow. They brought in their family to help in. So mm -hmm. their family building, and next thing you know, they family learned the business. The next thing you know, they family, they cousin, the uncle or son or whoever, they start off and get their hotel. Then it goes on, it goes on, and now they're growing. And now some of these folks own Ritz Carlton's. And they've literally created like generational wealth that they can pass down, as you said, to the next generation. So two things that I feel like black folks, we got to get our stuff together on. First of all, we ain't like, if I say I want to buy a hotel, most black people going to be like, no, I ain't doing no motel. Oh, hey, it happened to no, me. Oh, I, it happened to I'm me. I'm not doing that. It happened to me. My family just started believing in me. They was like, girl, we, I didn't think you was going to do it. Oh, thanks for the encouragement. So the limited, the limited, but that's the, when, if you come from a family that believes in the community aspect of it, we're working together. We're, it, we're, it's going to work because right. we're working together, together to make it work versus we're like, it's probably not going to work because you got to do it on your own. So right. we're not necessarily thinking big, but we're also not thinking like a community because when we look at like the nail shops, the Asian community will I literally live house hack. Like you said, they will live under one roof. They will dedicate three years, five years to building this business. And then the next one will start a business mm -hmm. and they'll just, and then they bring their family over and they yes. bring their family. You know yes. what I mean? So like you said, it's just that community aspect, but it's a lot of people again, chipping in, mm -hmm. right? You know, what we do with our people. Mm, nah, I ain't, about to, I ain't about to give you this. Nah, I ain't about to give you this five. Nah, I'm it's good. It's hard, though, because there's so many people that don't do right. There are but, people, but that's in every community, no, though. That is, no, I'm not just saying it's only... But I know, I know what she's saying. Just the black community, but sometimes you put yourself out there and you do give someone a chance. Black, white, yeah. yellow, green, blue, and you get burned, and then the next opportunity that could be the opportunity you miss out on it. That is some folks I don't want to work with. So I agree. Some <laughs> first, I'll be like, mm, nah, I'm Can't good. Do it. Yeah. Can't do it. Like, but I've noticed that in a lot of other communities, they really do help each other. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes in our community, I've noticed that we don't help each other. We don't, like, we've made it, but we're not sharing the information. Mm -hmm. I think that's why you're doing so well. I'm doing so well because we're sharing the information. We're not just keeping our success to ourselves because exactly. we feel like that we're fair in competition. Exactly. We've created our own lane. I'm not worried about anybody else getting in my lane because I have my own lane. Exactly. You know, you can try to get in if you want to. That's fine. But what's you for you is for you. What's for you. You just create your own lane. I ain't going to try to get in yours. You know, yes. you want to get on get in mine? Try Good luck. You know what I mean? But <laughs> good luck. You can't do what I do, but I'm going to help you do what there you, you can do I'm gonna in help your you. own I'm going to help you in your own lane. And so I love that you are even... Y'all, I met Demai at the crab... What was that? The crab spot or the... Uh, uh, the juicy crab. Ju was at the juicy crab. Girl, eating crab. Okay. <laughs> and the way that she just casually mentioned... Yeah, you could own a hotel too. Me and I think Ellie and Tanya, we like... We could own hotels. Now, we do some great things. Y'all you know, all amazing. And business, I'm looking up to y'all. But we're like... 
So being so going back to my point, if you have this big, you know, this you're thinking big, yeah. you have this mindset, like you really believe that things are possible, you're working hard to make things possible, and you're surrounded by people who are right. doing it, they can make you believe you can do some crazy stuff. And then yeah. you can actually go out there and accomplish it, and then you're inspiring all of these other people. So just sitting down with people who are like, girl, you can own a hotel. It's nothing. Yeah. That's like and I was so new, serious. You were and so I'm serious. still serious. So tell us. why can, I can't wait to check that? in your hotel. I can't wait. Say it again. Just let me know, boo. Say it, and look I, at that camera. Wait a minute. And the marketing is going to be on point. I already know it's going to be a whole vibe. It's going to be a whole thing. <laughs> Touch of the green. Oh, Cody oh, going to be in lights. Like, what is going to be the, the, the co mm. Y'all like that? Right here. Y'all That's what me. I do. But you do like a crowd, not crowd funding. Well, kind of. So I do raise capital. You, okay, I bring I bring in private investors, right? So, you, so it's four different ways. So... You know, Monopoly, right? It's, you get, what, four houses to get to a hotel? Mm -hmm. Well, I say, okay, maybe not four houses, but it's four different ways that you can actually invest. Okay. So the first way is through crowdfunding. You actually can crowdfund, for those who don't know what crowdfunding is. You're essentially just pulling your funds mm -hmm. together and in, in, in investing in, in a platform. Um, you can invest through REITs, which is a real estate investment trust. That's more of um, that's more of a passive way. Um, so it's like you're investing in a portfolio um, of, of hotels and, you know, you receive dividends and everything. Um, another way is through private investing. So you're investing directly into the asset or with someone. Um, and that's how I was able to raise capital for my hotels was through private investing. Um, people invested with me mm -hmm. to invest in the asset. Um, and then that, again, that's a passive way for folks who don't want to do a lot of the work. They may be like, look, I ain't trying to do all what you money do with Davon. I just want my money to grow, Davon, and you figure out the rest. Um, and then you have what I do, which is the, the fourth ways more so um active right doing a lot of work uh which is the hotel syndication or um being a hotel syndicator right um so those are four different ways nope, you're gonna have to define it thank you thank you see you're a good teacher so for those who don't know with uh, syndication so syndication what it is is you're just you're raising funds from other people um and you're raising it through um uh, legally, right? So you have to go through securities. It's a lot of uh, legalese, a lot of legal information. So definitely recommend that you all get a secu securities lawyer, um, uh, not only to protect yourself, but protect, protect your investors. Um, some folks, they go that route because it gives them flexibility to raise capital from folks that they don't know mm. um, or folks that they do know. So it gives more of a, it's just more of a legal structure of raising capital so or raising money. We not on like Kickstarter saying, help me buy this hotel. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't not do on that. Kickstarter. No. Okay. Uh-uh. Yeah. There's some, there are some websites, but there's not too many of them. Maybe one on the way, you know. Look, I was about to name one, but with that, I sure will not give nobody just, a plug. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, or, or we were talking about how sometimes, you know, you can have this big idea, you can have this dream, you start telling people and they like, no. And their fear or doubts or whatever starts to rub off on you, whether you realize And that's happened not, to me you, before. So I want to talk about some of those um, challenges that you bumped into because, you know, it's easy to get on the gram and see the glitz and the glam. It's like, yo, she owns three hotels. But there were days before you oh, owned crying. three hotels. Talk Girl, having, having conversations with my bank account, like, ooh, ooh, can we just get, like, can to we, the gas just, station. Can we just get positive? Like, so we, you know. Can we just be positive? Can please? we just be positive? And I should Real do better because my grandma was really good at managing her money. But, um, yeah, so people, you know, they assume. They don't, I think, and I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of times on Instagram and on social media, people show the glitz and the glam. But it's it's times where 
you crying in the fetal position. You literally <laughs> like even entrepreneurship. You like you know what? I may want to work again. Like I may want to go back. Clock in, just just, you know what? I'm 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 gonna I'm go and look. You know, see what's out there. I'm just gonna see <laughs> because I think people keep saying financial freedom, but really financial freedom is not being in your business 24 seven, like scaling mm -hmm. and building systems. That's really financial freedom. Um, what well, to me, mm -hmm. um, but you know, I started off as a front desk agent. That's an entry level position, right? Um, I have a, you know, youthful face. People always say I look young. So imagine when I look like I was like 19, mm -hmm. like I was 12, right? So a lot of people, they face discrimination because of their race. They face discrimination because of their gender. Mm -hmm. Me, it was my age. Mm. They weren't discriminated, oh, because you're black. No, it was because I was young. It was, oh, no, Devon, you're you too You never young. even think about that. Oh, Devon, you're too young. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times when I was in corporate, I was the only black, I was the only woman, and I was the youngest. So they didn't even look at me because I'm black. Mm -hmm. It was like, girl, you just too young. You know, and so that took a toll on my confidence. Like not looking at like, Devon, you're at this table with them. You know, you're like, so it's really a mindset thing. You have mm -hmm. to get your mindset to be confident. Like Devon, tell me yourself, you the shit. Yeah. Excuse me. You know. Girl, we on YouTube. You could say whatever comes out. You know out. what I mean? So, um, so that took a lot for me mm -hmm. um, to be like, okay, Devon, this is, you can do it. You know, it was some of my friends. So shout out to uh, my brother in hospitality, Omari Head. Uh, he's at a hip hop hotel broker. He's like, Devon, you know, you do it. Some people didn't want to work with me. I just wanted to get on my first deal. I, you know, I didn't have anything, mm -hmm. but I knew, I knew about running a hotel. I knew about the hotel business, but they were like, Devon, you're too young. You don't have any money. Mm -hmm. It was like, you don't have enough money. You don't have enough money. I'm like, but I can do this. I can do this. No. I kept hearing so many no's, and finally, you know, Mark's like, Devon, you can do it yourself. You don't need to partner with them. Now, of course, they want to partner with me now. Mm -hmm. It's a different conversation now. But back then, I got a lot of no's, and it, and it wasn't because, oh, you're a woman. Because they were working with other women mm -hmm. and other black people. It was even some black people didn't even want to help me. So how do you have the confidence now? Because you're not being discriminated against. You've obviously proven yourself. They're putting some respect on your name. But you still are showing up in spaces where you are probably the only a lot of times or some of the times. How do you show up confidently like, I know that God sent me to this place? I have to remind myself because I sometimes still have those moments. And I'm like, Devon, girl, you that bitch. Wake up. What is wrong with you? Wake up, Girl, you done bought three hotels. Wake up. Your house paid off. Wake up. Like, what you got? Girl, wake up. Girl, stop playing. I, so that's what I have to tell myself. I literally be like, what you doing? Like, literally, I have to tell myself that in the mirror before I go in the meeting just to kind of just remind myself. You know what I mean? Because a lot of times I'm still the youngest. Mm -hmm. I mean, I am. I'm the youngest African-American woman United States to own three hotels. Let's pause there. Okay. Moment of <laughs> silence for that. Okay. So I, I, have to, I have to remind myself, you know, and it's be like, I'm, I've put in the position now where I'm making hotel ownership, where it's a conversation. Like people are literally having a conversation about hotel ownership at their dinner table. Even if they want to buy a hotel in three years, it don't even matter if it's 10 years. It's just the fact that they're talking about it now. Right. So when I hear stories about, especially older women who've been in the industry longer than I've been alive and they come to me and they say how I'm inspiring them, that's what keeps me going. Mm -hmm. When my mentor, Valerie Ferguson, who's the first African-American uh, general manager of a major hotel, the first African-American period of the, the, the largest hotel association in the world, 
and she is proud of me and she says my name in rooms, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, so when I that that reminder, because I stand on her shoulders, even though she never owned a hotel, but she blasted the doors mm-hmm, open mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me. So what do I have to do? I have to keep that door open for other people like yeah. us. Who, you know what? Hotel ownership is possible. We've been doing this. I just got back from Tulsa, the Greenwood Avenue. It was hotels on that. On that, that's what early 1900s, 1921, yeah. before 19. So we've been doing this. Been doing it. But imposter syndrome is such a thing. Oh my god! Like we've had this conversation so many times. It's, it's real. Whether we're talking about in relationships and, and professionally, for sure, professionally, because you, even though you've accomplished all these things, even though your resume is long, even though your receipts yeah. are on point, you still sometimes look at other people, or oh, you yeah. still sometimes, you Absolutely. know, step into the room and start to, you know. Well, am I really supposed to be here? You they got 80 hotels. That's, that's what, I mean, I, mean, I went to an event the other day. Now I've told myself, who cares? I walked into a hotel ownership event with my hair just like this. Ten years ago, I would have not done that. I what changed? Had, I mean, what you going to do? You got a hotel, so do I. What's up? I got my hotel with these braids, baby. What's up? You know, some people hating. Oh, you ain't got that many Instagram followers. I'd have had less than what I had now when I bought my first hotel. What's up? I mean, what's up? You know, it's to the point where it's just like, like, I mean, so I had to, it's something I just had to, I can't worry about what anybody else got. What you do is what you do. I, I can't worry about that. And this is the pep talk you give yourself. I it's feel it. It's talk. like, yo, sis, what you doing? What you playing? Put some respect. Yeah. I can, and, have, and I can have one follow and I necessary. bet y'all buy another hotel. What's up? necessary it's so it's so necessary to have these conversations with yourself and it's so refreshing to hear someone who is you know doing all of the things you're still human you still go through the same thing you you know like it's it's still it's i know i'm still looking for a a bonus bonus dad there we go bonus dad hey bonus dad that's the first time i ever said that publicly i don't ever say that no i was told not to say stepdad and say bonus dad okay well listen this is the platform to shoot your shot would you like (laughs) Right here, look into this camera. Let's put the camera on, Miss Davon oh Reeves. Contestant number I just one. Said that. You said it. I said Shoot it. it. Shoot it. So, what are you looking for, Davon? I man? cannot believe I did this. You we did are it. So having this, I am here for it. Oh my gosh! Right and here, it's your live. husband girl could be watching. That. Oh my gosh, this is so live. For real, this is we live. You really did this. Okay. I really did okay. it. Like, what kind of things do you like in a man? This is not on my um, notes. I so know we really going with Oh my gosh! Whoa, girl. I'm so excited about hotel ownership. What it. am I, girl? It's been so long. I don't even know. I haven't been on a date in like three years. She needs a date, fellas. What are you looking for? What am I? Well, someone who's honest. Okay. Honest. Um, someone who likes to travel. They have to have a passport. Okay. So say those things. Those non-negotiables. They, they, not need a passport. You got to pass. You got to okay. have, have a passport. You have to be secure within yourself. You know, home girl is bossed up. Okay. And you don't have. You don't have to be an entrepreneur. That's not a big. But you do need to at least be an accredited investor. Okay. Now I'll explain is, what okay, it is. Ahead, I'll explain ahead, what it ahead. is. So an accredited investor is someone who makes over 200000 a year or they have a net worth of a million dollars excluding their primary residence. And if you did not know the definition of that, you don't qualify for to ride this ride. Right? I didn't say that. You, you did. You said they had to be an accredited investor. They just investor. had to be one. Some people don't know that they're an accredited investor. Some people don't know. Okay. Meaning like they don't that know when they're accredited investor. But they re- they meet the requirement. But, what, but once you tell her what it is, they're like, oh, oh that's, that's me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? Um, 
they have to I'm I, I'm I'm a believer. Okay. So definitely you have to have some type of belief, preferably, you know, Christian. Okay. Um that that's definitely preferred. Are you a believer in black love? I'm, oh yeah, I'm a believer in black Say love. That, sis. I'm a believer in okay. black love. Yes, I am. I um you have to be a family person. Um What about kids? Because you kids. said a bonus dad to yeah, your so son. Yeah, so you have to like, like, like kids. So if can he have his own? Oh, we got to talk about it. I, I we got to talk about it. I mean, you know. You already told your answer. So how can you that would not be the goal. want. That would be the goal. It would be nice. It would be. Okay, that's your preference. But it's not a, non, it's it's not, not a deal it's breaker. It's not a non-negotiable. It's not a deal breaker if he does have. And if you do have kids, one, you, gotta, you just got to take care of your kids. Multiple. It's okay. Ooh. Where do you draw the line? He's watching, girl. He's Where watching. do you draw the line? As long as you take care of your kids, maybe like three to three is the max. Okay. Yeah, three to max. That's good. But you gotta like if you like if you start telling me you got baby mama issues and, and the baby you, mama you don't let you, you got a lot going on. And you are not it, sir. You're not it. Okay. Yeah, education. Um, you know, yeah, definitely want to have. I mean, you don't have to necessarily like because I don't believe that everybody have to have like their masters and PhD and all that other stuff. I, of course. So if you went to the school but you didn't graduate from the school. Is that a no? You have to be like somewhat successful. Okay. Yeah. Whatever, but it's it's a case by case. It's not case a cookie by cutter. case. It's not a cookie cutter. But my non-negotiables, right? Non-negotiables definitely have to be honest. Yeah, honesty is the best part. One thing about mama, she is going to make sure that everyone else is taken care of before she even thinks about treating herself. So if you are looking for the perfect gift to make mom feel special this Mother's Day, make sure you check out the Mega Moisture Duo from Osea Malibu because body care is self-care. Since 1996, Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused skincare. So this Mother's Day, treat mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GSPP at OseaMalibu.com. Plus, you'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OseaMalibu.com and use code GSPP for 10% off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Policy. Uh you have to be a family person, have to, you know, love God. Um get that passport. You gotta have that passport. Yeah. You had a passport. I think that's good. Did we miss anything? We got yes. it? Yeah. All right, fellas, listen. Hi at Coriel.com. Um <laughs> partners at Coriel.com. Admin at Coriel. listen, get it how you live. Oh Find me. DM me. Okay. We oh shooting shots over here, girl. Stop playing. She didn't even know she was coming for all this. I did not. Okay, so let's get back into the hotel conversation. That was just, that, the Lord is going to watch. I'm still like, can't believe watch, it just baby. happened. Watch what's about to happen. Watch what's about to happen. Girl, you watch. making history today. You're making history because, watch. Because I don't ever the talk about agree. this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about this partner that you had in 
when you first when you did your first deal because you went to school with oh jessica jessica i was gonna say jennifer jessica yeah what was that initial conversation like because if you would have came to me at how however many years ago this was and was like girl i want to buy this hotel let's do it i don't know if i would have been like okay Let's she was just it. like, well, her personality. She was like, girl, whatever. She was like, okay. I don't even know if she believed me, but <laughs> she was down to figure it out. She was just like, okay. Well, what happened? So we went to school. We went to Georgia State, and so she actually became an entrepreneur, and I became an entrepreneur. And so I used to uh, do um, secret shopping. Mm. And so how you know you get the free meals? Plug, plug. Somebody out there looking for a check? Secret shopping, girl. And so, but a lot of the secret shop it was during lunchtime. Mm. Since every, and then it was like random. It would be like the day before the day of and you know if you want corporate or you know you can't just show up and say hey girl meet me for lunch mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right and so she was always free and i was like girl i got a free lunch you want to go sure you know i mean we had to pay for lunch mm-hmm. and so she was telling me about her days i was telling her about my days and so when she kept telling me about her days because she comes from excuse me residential and she's telling me about her days and i'm like and that's what you're making and she's like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm not trying to down it, but why don't we apply that? Because she was good at raising capital. I said, why don't we apply that to hotels? And she said, oh, okay. And so we just kept to continue the conversation. She was a little nervous at first, but we started to continue the conversation. And then we formed um, 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 Epic Collective in 2019. And I had my baby in 2019. And then um, in 2020, we met. No, 2019 we met Mike, and then 2020 the El Reno deal came in September, um, and then and it's so funny because before the El Reno deal came, I told Jessica because my grandmother died in um, January 2020, and I told um, and before my grandmother died, I told her I was going you know buy a hotel and check her in, and I never do it. And of course, you know, grandma's when the sea ain't got your hotel yet. <laughs> now my grandma, she actually did believe it. If anybody else did, my grandma did. But she like, she'll oh, still talk that love. Oh, you know, grandma's. I see you ain't checking your hotel yet. I hope I get the lid to see it. And um, and she didn't. And I felt, oh my gosh, that was like the worst thing that I couldn't check my grandma in. I just, I felt like I failed her. I felt like I failed myself. I wasn't focused. I was just all over the place. And um, something just hit me, and I said, you know what? I'm about in the honor of my grandmother. I'm gonna get a hotel. And um. I told I called up Jess. I said, "Yo, and my grandmother's birthday and Jessica's birthday the same day, so I will mm. always miss her birthday parties." And so I was like, "Jess, I said I'm gonna buy a hotel. We gonna get a hotel before February 6th, before your birthday, February 6, 2021." And she was like, "Okay." I don't know if she believed me, but because uh, we was also looking at multifamily too, it wasn't just hotels at the time; it was multifamily hotels. And um, she was like, "Okay," and um, the deal came. And I said, girl, we closed. And she said, what? I said, we closed. But, and that we closed November two thousand, November 1st, 2020. So granny, granny got you in the door with the deal. For sure. I spoke it into for existence. Sure. I was so focused. Mm-hmm. If you want to talk about hotel ownership, it ain't one enough for us to talk about. Listen, you said something, though. And I had to stop and take a little note here to come circle back. You said Jessica is good at raising capital. Yeah. Explain that to us. What does that mean? What I did, thank you for you to describe someone as being good at raising capital. What what does that mean? So raising capital, she was raising a lot of capital in um, residential, and so I thought you know for us to combine forces. What does that mean? Ra- let me re- explain it. So raising capital means in raising money. Mm-hmm. So let's say you want to buy a multifamily, 
right? And let's say the down payment for the multifamily is, you know, a million dollars. So let's mm-hmm. say buy multifamily five years. I mean, five million. It could be a hotel. It could be a multifamily. Whatever it is, it's five million dollars. Typically okay. in real estate, you need about 20 to 25 percent to put down as far as equity. Okay. Um, and uh, that's basically let, for those who know what equity is, is basically let the bank know you got skid in the game. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's your portion of ownership. Right. And typically, we're, commercial real estate is like 20 to 25%. Anyway, so let's say you buy a property that's $5 million And the bank is like, okay, we'll give you we'll give you money, but you need to put 20% down of what the, 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 the property, the sale of the property is. So mm-hmm. let's say it's $5 million. So, But let's say you got 100000 So, Cole, you got 100000 But you really want this property. And you know you can get on the loan already said, look, we'll give it to you. But... You need, you know, you need a million. How do they say they gonna give it to me? So you go through the, you, you basically you go through a pre-approval process. So it's the same as like when you're buying a house. Same thing when you're buying a house. It's a little bit more complex because you have to be able to guarantee a higher amount of loan. Mm -hmm. So, you know, basically they look at your business and then also the asset, the real estate asset class helps you. Okay. So, cause they're, you're, you're, they're really. What does that mean? Thank you. So for example, if you buying a multifamily, um and the value of the asset is like you know five million you have they have projected revenue Mm -hmm. so the bank is able to see that you're you'll be able to pay them back at the end of the day that's all the bank cares about Mm -hmm. will you be able to pay them back so if they look at the multifamily or if they look at the hotel based off the projections that you put together and the historicals of the particular property and they see that you can pay them and still have enough to you know cover your bills then they'll loan you out Gotcha. But Money. that's based on you getting the rest. Because they know you don't have it all. Exactly. Okay. So it's different ways that you can raise funds gotcha. or raise equity, right? Okay. Which or raise capital. Um, and so it can be from private investors, you know, like, you know, that example I gave before, you need a million. So let's say you got a hundred thousand, you find nine other people with a hundred thousand. So now you have a million. Uh-huh. Or maybe, you know, uh, you get some business credit or maybe you get a line of credit or maybe you get, you know, you have cash value in your life insurance mm. or maybe you bring in your business partner and they have a lot in retirement and they want it and they can use that to invest. So that's what those are the different ways of raising capital or raising funds for your particular property. And I think that's another reason why a lot of people within our community, we don't know those different ways mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to bring to get into these deals because we think okay well we got to save we got to use all of our sources um our personal resources to actually get in the deal and um i hate to say opm other people's money but Girl, why you hate to say it we the only ones that hate to say it that's true because other coaches they definitely use they it. definitely they use, use it all the time that's like I mean, I know most. I know billionaires who still didn't use their money to get deals done. I was like, wait, aren't you? I, they told me. They told the bank. I said, I know I got the money, but I want to use well, your, your money. money. I said, oh, that's yeah, what we yeah, doing, yeah, right? Yeah. So a lot of times within our community, there's something we don't know. So going back to your question about raising capital, that's what that that means. And so she has a good mouthpiece. Yeah, basically, that's mm-hmm. what it sounds like. Okay. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do. I'm just thinking about like. And we, you see those memes all the time that's like, you know, I, I they won't give me a business loan, but they'll give me $100,000 in student loan debt. Mm-hmm, like, so imagine if we taught our community 
about business about personal credit yeah and then business credit yeah. and then leveraging business credit for ownership oh yeah think about that versus going in debt behind a degree and then making forty thousand dollars a year oh yeah it's yeah. crazy yeah. it's crazy and we're late to the party on so many I wish conversations i would have knew and i was in corporate and i still because i wasn't because i was in the weeds mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right i was doing the busy work mm-hmm. right so i didn't know anything about business credit and then a lot of the hotel deals that i worked on um they raised million i mean like I was working on four hundred million dollar deals. Mm. So when you get to that level, they you hire somebody to to do. So I didn't get into the weeds of what it looked like to raise capital, and so I didn't know anything about business credit. Mm-hmm. So what I'm trying to say is, I wish I would have knew when I first started out in entrepreneurship. I wish I would have learned more about business credit. Yep. Like I would be like on a whole different stratosphere. That's why it's so important to have these conversations, though. And I'm glad. I mean, I do feel like business credit has gotten a little scammy. You know, some people ain't doing yeah. it right. But I'm glad that it's at least a conversation. We at least know that it exists. Yeah. We at least can aspire to, you know, get get access to these funds because. There's no sense in going in debt if you are not investing somehow. Like right. going in debt for for nothing, it's just it's insanity. So we got to start doing better. Um, but I want to talk about what has been more beneficial in your career, whether you think it's been partnerships or mentorship, because you've mentioned both. Ooh, probably. Ooh, okay. In the beginning of my career, it was mentorship. Um, because the mentorship got me into rooms it uh it exposed me Mm -hmm. you know you know I wasn't as polished you know um so having you know mentors who were you know I mean senior vice presidents and so having that type of exposure Mm -hmm. and like okay Devon you know maybe you shouldn't wear your hair like that (laughs) or you know you know saying the same or maybe you shouldn't do that Mm -hmm. you know um or, you know, Devon, this is like, I can pick them up and like, hey, let me handle this convert. You know, how would I handle this? In the beginning, and then now, it's more so. And I still, you know, talk to them about certain things. Mm-hmm. But right now, it was just more so um, relationships and partnerships. Gotcha. Yeah, partnerships are key. You know, I've had some bad partnerships. Um, I have some really good partnerships mm-hmm. um, where we made a lot of money mm-hmm. together. Right. Close on hotel deals together. Right. Um, and so uh, partnerships are definitely key. Finding the right partner. And what I've learned about partnerships, um, they they say business is not personal is business. No, business is very personal because how you are <laughs> my business. I'm taking it personal, baby. Right. That's what I'm saying, because how you are one way is how you are the other way. So you, it's not like a switch. So mm-hmm. if you a hole personally. You're going to be an a-hole. Eventually, it's going to spread over It's going to spread. If you are a con artist, it, you're just going to be a con artist. Like, I don't even, I'm I'm horrible. I should not say this, but I'm a handshake girl. Because what that means is, you're going to screw me over regardless if it's a contract in place or not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just, gonna, with the contract, you just going to figure out how to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. You going to screw me. Reg- this, now, if that's contra- your intent. If that's then, your intent. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of course, I, okay, I'm. We'll just say I, you do need to have contracts and legalese, and that's not what I'm saying. But what the point I'm trying to make is, if you're gonna screw me, I mean, just that's not gonna, yeah, that's a what, contract is not gonna that's stop you. What, don't cancel me in the comments. But that's how I feel about like I do have trademarks, but that's how I feel about a lot of things. It's like I can threaten you. I can sue you, but am I about to really spend this money to sue you to get you to stop doing the thing? And that's why people do it. I got the paperwork. That's why people do it. And that's why people know, do it. 
Yeah. And they know. Know, and they don't even care. So my thing is even if I spent all this money on this trademark, you still try to do I still got to spend more money to sue you. People be doing that to major billion dollar corporations. Of course they're going to do it. I mean, you know, got people coming after me. You know, trying to steal my I'm like, what are you doing? Just create your own brand. Why you got Why you why you got to eat off? No creativity. Yeah. I don't think people realize the amount of money that we in the amount of time that we've invested. To build our brand. They do realize it. And they don't want to spend it. That's why they want to lazy. Say and I don't out. like yeah. all this short. Because yeah. you got to work. You have to people work. People don't even want to work. So, so for people who want to work. For people who are like. Yo. How can I be a hotel owner? Two two questions. What is like minimum barrier of entry? And then. Is it a passive opportunity? You can invest in it passively. Um, as I mentioned before. Investing in REITs. That's probably the most. Well, the wait, least so, expensive So if way. you. When you're like. I don't want to say crowdfunding. What's it called when you're pooling the money together? Crowdfunding. So if I'm one of the people that gives $100,000, what is my active contribution? Am I just giving the money? You're just giving. And it, every deal is structured differently. So okay. let's say I just, I'm just making up a deal. So let's say the minimum to invest is, a, you know, 100000 mm-hmm. and you give 100000 So in exchange, you'll get, you know, I'm just making this up. So maybe it was a million dollars that need to be raised. You give a hundred thousand. And so you get t- in exchange, you get 10% of equity of the deal. Mm-hmm. So basically we sell it for 5 million, you get 500,000. You know what I mean? I'm just making mm-hmm, an example, but now depending on how it's structured, you may come in as a limited partner. And what a limited partner mean is the silent partner. You don't really, it's not as much risk. You're just giving your a hundred thousand, you know, as a limited partner, mm-hmm. you don't have any say so in the deal. So that would be considered passive. But let's say you're like, mm. do you get less of a equity percentage? Uh, it just depends on how it's structured. Oh, okay. You just don't have typically the general partners get more um, limited partners. They're okay. Long as it's outlined. Gotcha. Okay. So, so whatever what you, you do, agree on, it's front. just what you agree on. And that's where the contracts come into place. Mm-hmm. Right. So you just have to, of course, read, do your disclosure. I mean, read your disclosures, understand the risk. If you don't understand it, seek professional help, meaning get a lawyer. Mm-hmm. My, I encourage my investors all the time. Don't, Go get a lawyer. Yep. Go get a lawyer. I don't even get offended if they say, Devon, I can't invest with you until I speak tomorrow. I encourage that. I want you to do that. And when they say, oh, okay, looks good. She got her paperwork. She got this. Yeah, because I'm on, not only am I protecting myself, but I'm protecting you because you're you're entrusting me with your money. Mm-hmm. Right. So when you invest with somebody, even, you know, somebody buy a court, they're investing in us. So I want to give you a quality product and I want to give you a quality service. Right. The same thing with investing so if you want to go the active route which is the route that i do again every every deal is just i i get this question david what's the minimum to invest every deal is like every deal give me a minimum 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 what's the lowest you were saying how about that the lowest i've seen is ten thousand to invest in a skirt skirt to invest Girl. in a to invest Stop in a playing. deal listen to invest in like a I, you can go on a read and invest twenty dollars no i ain't talking about that i'm talking about the real deal the real deal ten thousand I've seen all the way up to a million. Ten, ten thousand. I don't want to go million. all the way up. Nope, nope, nope. Come back down. So next time you see, we'll talk. I don't know if I'm gonna see. You that ain't again. like I see that. I'm gonna know. give you a range. Next time you see twenty five thousand, probably the next one I see is probably lowest. It'll probably be twenty five thousand. Okay. We yeah. can swing it. We can swing it. Yeah, and then some people, like I said, you can use your retirement. You know, there's a, 
options There's out options. there. So that so it goes back to the mindset because some of us will talk ourselves out of our opportunities before we even are presented with the opportunity. So you are not just killing it yourself, but you're bringing back these resources to the community. So I already dropped a link um, in the caption below so you can check out these resources. But explain to them what you got for them. So I have a workbook. So these are for my folks. Even if you're just thinking about it, if you just want to understand the process, I have a workbook that walks you through the entire acquisition process from finding a deal, analyzing a deal, you know, and creating your investment thesis, understanding the different types, under just understanding the different brands. Um, I also have a course um, for those who want to take it to that, that next step. Um, break it down again, how to find the right management company, right? And so people are like, okay, Davon, what is a thesis? I'll break it down. Sorry, surprised you didn't ask that. So an investment thesis, and I encourage this for anybody who's looking to invest, if it's a hotel or not, look at it as a compass, right? Because... Mm-hmm. It's so many deals. It's so many different real estate classes. So you want to be focused, right? So an investment thesis is just a compass. Like if maybe you want to invest in something close to you, maybe you want to invest in something where you get a 10 or 20% return, whatever works for you. And so those are the deals that you're going to look at. And it's like a database for these deals. That's what you teach them in the class. So one thing about, ho- that's true. So one thing about hotels, there's not an MLS. Mm-hmm. So you have to go to different websites um, you have to build relationships with brokers. So I even have questions. Okay, what do you do when you talk to a broker? What are the questions? Because one thing about the hotel industry, um, any commercial real estate industry, time is money. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you come across that you don't really know what you're doing, and it's okay if you come across that you really don't know what you're doing, and they may not call you back. Mm-hmm. So, but if you are at least have somewhat of knowledge and understanding and basic, you don't have to know everything and let them know, hey, this is my first time, but you at least kind of focus, they'll be like, okay, you know, I work with you and you'll get a call back. So you basically created the resources that you wish you would have had. Girl, I wish I would have had this. I love it. Because that's what it really comes down to is knowing what to say when you get in the room, knowing what to ask for so that you are not like, oh, she ain't never been here before. She don't know what she's talking about. Like having access to mentors, mm-hmm. even if it's in the form of just purchasing an ebook. Oh, yeah. One of my course, students, one of my investors, priceless. they just submitted an offer, got accepted. Mm. You know what I mean? So, mm. you know, it w- and she was like, Dave, I, I wish I would have met you years ago because she made a mistake on a hotel deal. You know what I mean? Um, like finding out which brand you want to start off with. A lot of times, I hate to say it in my in our community, a lot of people want to start their own brand. It is very expensive. You may not get approved for a loan. It's a lot of little nuances, right? Um, but if you have, if you remember, we talked about earlier in the conversation how the, the Indian community how they were to scale. Mm-hmm. It's out of a Motel Six. Mm-hmm. You know, I get people they want to start off with the W. A hundred million dollars. Oh, Simmer wait, down. what? Do you know how much a sofa costs? And then you got to get it for two hundred rooms. Did you think about that? Oh, wait, what? Girl, go ahead and get you a Motel Six. I ain't about to stay in the Motel Six. I didn't ask you to stay in the Motel Six. I asked you to buy one. So you understand the cash flow. You understand the process. You know now you can get investors for your next deal. So that way, when you do eventually get mm-hmm. your W. Maybe that W is your end game, but you're starting off, you know, you're starting off with a, a, a the M, the motel, the motel six or a red roof in or quality in, you know, choice. They have a, a merging markets program where it's for minorities. Uh, Wyndham, they have a women on the room program. So if you like Dave, uh, girl, I want to buy a hotel. 
and it's gonna be real cute. So when them they have, I think the trip that's like, a, and it's a a different type of. It's like more of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. you think of Wyndham, you don't really think of lifestyle hotels or something like a W. So right, it, was, right, right. it would be something like a Moxie or something uh-huh. like that. And they literally have a program for women. They give you, they help you, they give you resources, they do whatever you can to get you closer to the ownership table. So those are the things that I talk about in my program to make it just a, what do you, the lenders, the different lenders, so mm-hmm. that we can get your credit profile, just to make it a lot easier. The team, you know, a lot of times people are like, oh, I want to buy a hotel. And, you know, they've done residential. You, the same folks, no disrespect, the same folks you use in residential, it's not the same team you're going to have in hotels. Mm-hmm. But you need to understand that. And a lot of times with first-time hotel owners, they get taken advantage of because, and I've seen it and I heard stories and I had to clean up the mess because they were taken advantage of for people who don't know hotels. And when you're getting into a new space, it's easy to get taken advantage of because you just don't know. And so that's why having people who have been in the game, who are willing to show you the game, who's not trying to hoard right. the game is what is so priceless yeah i have enjoyed this conversation i do have the link in the comments but let them know how can they support you online and how they can find you on instagram i'm on instagram at davon reeves my website is www.thevongroup t-h-e-v-o-n-n-e-g-r-o-u-p.com Thank you. This has been fun. Yes, this has been another game-changing episode of the Girl Stop Playing podcast. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, share, and follow us over on Instagram at Girl Stop Pod. I'll see you next week for another bomb-ass show. Peace. Hey, I hope you enjoyed that video. This channel is all about encouraging you to stop playing with your potential and start working for what you want in life and in love. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so that you'll be notified when the next video drops. And comment below and let me know what you want to see on the next video. Peace out. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.